Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me once again in the cockpit here of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he's got great hair, he's a jolly good fellow, he likes a milkshake. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how are you sir? Oi oi, savaloi, mate. (laughs) I am well. I'm back home, mate. I'm back yes, home. Yes, you are. From hey, well, hold on. Let's, let's do it. Here he comes. Oh, he's back oh, home. Mate. mate, I'm going to have a cheeky drink. Mm. Nice one, what, mate. mate. Well done. There's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing mm. like being back home and being able to stick on your own telly <laughs> and uh, watch Book of Boba Fett over and over again and be like, wow, was, was that really? Was that really Max Rebo? Was that him or is that his brother? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, Before we get into it, if we mention anything Boba Fetty, spoilers ahead of time. Go and watch the episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, by now, guys, come on. I mean, if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast and, you know, you've not seen Book of Boba Fett and it's now, you know, pretty much a week after it's come out. Come on. Come on. And (laughs) also, we we know a lot. Yeah, get out. Go on, clear (laughs) off. But we know a lot of you guys anyway listen to the show um, sometimes on the night of release. In Mm -hmm. in the UK anyway, we release release this show at 8 p.m. in the evening. So sometimes that's like during the day in the States. Like we've got guys who listen like they start it around lunchtime, I think, if they're on the West Coast and – and the, but also we have guys who wait um a few days but if you haven't noticed we are now releasing our main show just for the time being while book of boba fett is coming out we're releasing our main show on tuesday nights instead of wednesday nights so yes. that's the only difference if you're listening listening back to this retrospectively it doesn't matter does it who cares we're all here for the crack we're all here for fun and um that's it well it might be a anyway. first day for you know in 2023 and somebody really wants yeah. to know about what we're talking about tonight but i'm glad you're home though big boy uh, i'm glad you're able yeah. to um keep in your own um abode you're able to put your feet Honestly. up on your own footstool you can use that beautiful coffee machine you get to hang out with your wife which is always a bonus i slept for 11 hours the other day you naughty boy how cool is that how <laughs> indulgent is I mean, that uh, I am. I'm. My, my wife and I are both deep sleepers. Anyway, we're like those people. But I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, Eleven I hours. Needed, is, that's that's half a day almost. I needed that. I really needed that. So that was nice. I would like that. Um, I would very much like to have that. But it's been a busy. It's been a super busy week, man, for Star Wars. There's been loads of talk. The internet has been going crazy with Book of Boba Fett chat and. I can't wait to dive into it, but I believe we do have one other spicy little announcement before we crack on with the show. Is that right? Yes, we do. Uh, We want to shout out to our boy, Ricardo. What a king for signing up 
to our Patreon at the the high ground tier thank you so much for signing up our friend ricardo we hope you enjoy everything that we're going to be putting out uh, over the course of the year i know we say it but we've got some fabulous things coming now that luke's decided to get out of hospital yeah uh, stop being selfish and i'll you know. sort myself out we've got so much cool things coming. we gonna have we've got watch longs getting planned we know we've got the solo commentary coming within the next few months plus pretty much anything else we want plus the main the uh, weekly shows my weekly monthly shows we put out on patreon you're you're signing up to a wonderful community mate but we are just so happy and grateful that you sign up to ricardo thank you mate yes absolutely what an absolute king ricardo thank you so much you naughty boy and also shout out to seth poily who uh who's listening to the show now in new york city on the behest of my uncle michael uncle bone who was uh who's got us a new listener all the way in the uh in the big apple so seth thank you for your time and i certainly hope you can understand just what us english people are on about uh but it's 2022 it's a new year which means that big ben kenobi has been shined up and is ready to go and i can hear her singing in the background it only means one thing my friend it must mean, my boy, it's the Galactic News Round. Revealed recently in an interview with the New York Times, Jonathan Kazdan said that he and his father wanted to include Boba Fett in Solo, but were told he was off limits. Delilah Dawson, author of the Phasma book, has said that she has a pitch ready to go to continue Phasma's story post The Last Jedi. And a British superfan Star Wars collection, one of the largest of its kind, is going to auction this month and is estimated to bring in over £70,000. The auction takes place on the 27th of January from 10am with the catalogue available online now via East Bristol Auctions website, bid.eastbristol.co.uk. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. We are hearing a lot about that guy in the green armour recently, Boba Fett, or should I say Boba Fett. He's got his own book out. You may have heard of it. It's simply called The Book of Boba Fett. And we are here tonight not to talk about the episode one from our own standpoint, because we'll mention that in a minute. But we're here now to find out and to discuss with all of you, what did the world think of the book of Boba Fett, chapter one? There was a lot of hype going into it, uh, certainly in Star Wars circles. Uh, I know a lot of people who weren't Star Wars fans weren't initially sold because they just hadn't really heard of it. Um, And we live in a a world now where it seems that critic validation seems to be uh, the way to go. If you haven't got a... Uh, a fresh RT score then your film or TV show must be rubbish which we all know isn't the best way to approach things however we wanted to have a look at what the critics were saying about the book of Boba Fett we wanted to know what the fans and listeners thought about the book of Boba Fett and is it as universally loved as us Star Wars fans would hope it is now before we hear about what the wider world thinks Lukey boy we dropped our recap episode last Wednesday the day of the episode which we're going to do going forward every every, within hours of the episode we drop spoiler reviews now we're not going to give our 
spoiler reviews on this episode necessarily because we we did an hour episode last week however just for those who maybe haven't caught up with that and if you haven't please do go listen because it's a belter what did you think about chapter one stranger in a strange land yeah to um to keep it brief i gave it a 7.5 out of 10 you know i think there is a lot right with the show but i think i ended my critique with there was something missing from it a, a slight magic a je ne sais quoi missing from this episode um and yeah, but for the most part i really enjoyed this i think the difference between last week and this week is i have rewatched it you know a few times um and it goes without saying i've seen what other people have said i've seen what other people have noticed what other people have um picked up whether it's to do with what we see uh, effects you know um little things that i just didn't pick up on criticisms Mm -hmm. as well you know positives and criticisms so i'm looking forward to diving into this and bringing those into the conversation too um but yeah we've we've had some really good comments too because obviously we've posted this out on social media and usually in our main show we do have the bit about bantina as our regulars know right so we have a bit of listener interaction we get your feedback on stuff but this week we're kind of mixing it up and we're integrating the bantina into the main show yeah so we're going to be sprinkling our reaction critic reactions uh, or well our reaction to the reactions <laughs> reviews yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but we're also we're also going to be including some of your guys thoughts too yeah, because i think it all makes for an interesting discussion because i tell you what um with the mandalorian chapter one when that was <laughs> first released that was praised by a lot of people i think a lot of people were thoroughly impressed by that yeah um and I, but I think with this one there's a bit more diversity in the opinion i don't think it's quite as widely received as like oh yeah mm-hmm. this is a triumph like the mandalorian was so if anything, there's maybe some really interesting conversation to be had here and stuff to pick apart. Maybe stuff that'll make us angry and we might go, do you know what? What a load of rubbish. And we might, <laughs> Get we might argue about it. Um, Matty Boy, for our listeners, what was your uh, reaction to the first chapter of Book of Boba Fett? It was a bit more positive than mine, wasn't it? Uh, mine was. I gave it an 8.3 out of 10, uh, mainly due to the surprise i felt watching it because i thought it was going to be something that it wasn't i thought it was going to be a bit more crash bang wallop i'm here for the kind of uh psychological uh story that with narrative that we got and the way it was structured i was here for that i did not expect it i'm here for that kind of deep dive uh uh, that kind of slow burning psychological star wars i didn't think it was going to come in the shape of the book of boba fett but it did it surprised me i was in i had questions because i go into the recaps as as the listeners to the recap know i go in as naked as can be whilst being fully clothed. And by that, I mean, I don't listen. I don't know what anybody has thought. I don't even know what Luke thinks until we get on. I don't know what my brother or family think or anyone in the galaxy. Cause I don't check my phone. So I might love the book of Boba Fett. Just in general. Just in general. I don't know anything. So doesn't, doesn't check his phone. I just don't no, care. That's you know? me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Emo- voice messages, please call. You are my only hope. Nah, uh, book of Boba Fett in it. <laughs> but, um, so I didn't know what people were thinking. So I had questions on that episode, the recap, which, uh, I put out to 
the wider community and I am going to mention during it because we do have some feedback on those and it was to do with things that happened or that kind of structure narrative structure of the episode I really liked it I'm a I do believe that going forward it's going to be a bit more expansive but I thought it was going to be action first story second turned out to be story first action second that worked for me as a um, as a narrative geek I now know that it didn't probably quite work for everybody. However, let's not forget, as Luca Boy will attest and say as well, this is part one of seven. So, right. if you, you, I'm, and I'm blessed it be for me to tell anyone how to enjoy their TV. If you didn't like this one, fine, no problem. You know, give give chapter two a go, give chapter three a go. If you don't like it, then fine. But this is just part one of a larger book. It's the first chapter in a seven chapter book. So, I think we have to bear that in mind. And on our recap. And on this show, it isn't always effusive praise. Like, oh my god, it's Star Wars. This is am- everything's amazing. We don't have any criticisms. Oh, we critique happily. So we we'll, and we'll do the same. If somebody drops something in these comments, which I hadn't thought of, which which niggles me, I, I like Luke will happily say, do you know what? Actually, that was that wasn't very good, was it? So just as a kind of heads up, there, we try to keep the balance there- of the force, don't we, mate? We pretty much allow all comment. Well, you know, allow. You know, like <laughs> we well, we 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 welcome like all comments pretty much. Yeah, you, if know, you hate if it, you hate not, it. It's the way it is. It, unless they're like actual like hate haters in like they're well, hate, yeah. you know, you know, they're awful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we don't allow that obviously. And if we do see any of that, we delete it. There is one guy. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even listen to our show. He might do. I'm not getting to name him. But our boy hates Rosario Dawson as a Soko man. There's this one guy. He might listen to our show. He might know who he is. And dude, you know, all right, fair enough. And I don't delete your comments or anything like that because you're entitled to that opinion. That is the only guy that stands out in my head where I'm like, yeah, but why? And (laughs) there's not like from what I understand with the responses, there's not like a legitimate reason. It's just like, they just don't like Rosario Dawson as a solo. I'm like, right. Well, okay. But generally speaking, um, we have quite a nice mix of people with opinions who listen to the show, who are in our community, who are on our discord, whatever they are, patrons, whatever they are. And I think that's even reflected in our responses here on uh where we've where we've asked them you know how do you feel on book of boba fett i will say this i do think there has been generally a favorable response to this show particularly so. among star wars fans and even among critics i was on my our boy um jamie stangroom's yeah. stream, the geek end right yeah. i popped on the geek end the other day just to say hello and listen to guy. um the end of jamie's uh book of boba fett um chit chat over on youtube um and i think even on there jamie was like look guys out of 10 if i give something a five that's an average he didn't give book of boba fett a five by the way he said that's average that's that's not bad that's average yeah, just down the middle so if it is a six it's good that's above average i do find we live in a world where anything that isn't like in the 90 percent Oh, oh, it's not nine out of ten. It always must suck then. <laughs> what? It's these idiots on Rotten Tomatoes who think they're better than they are. Well, that's you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Matt, our boy Matt, for those Sorry. of you who don't know, our boy Matty Boy is a film critic. So, you know, and he's, he's one of these registered. 
Mayboy yes. is a registered bad boy. He's not one of these schmucks who goes on yeah. and is a like. It, Mayboy's on the left side. Do you know what I mean? He's on the posh side. I'm one of those people who down who, who, who put a rotten review to your favourite film just to annoy you. That's me. You, you are on the critic side, yes, aren't you? I'm not the critic side of the. Not quite the bloggers, but not the I'm audience. Not yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, not the not the audience. Not, not the bottom. I'm in the middle bit. I get my boy is the Canto bite lot. Yeah, That's come it. on, a little bit of me. Together. My pictures on there as well. Little bit of him, lads. <laughs> little bit of him. Yeah. Bit of me, that is. But I hear you, though, my friend. You are right. Firstly, if you're not listening to Jamie Stangram on YouTube, The Geek End, like The weekend without an E, The Geek End, check him out because he's an absolute king, friend and supporter of the show as we are to him. Um, but you know, you're right. There is that kind of consensus that if it's not, if you don't say something is really good, then people just assume you don't like it. I mean, I I gave, you gave uh, Boba Fett, a lesser score than I did, but I know you liked it. I know that a seven point yeah, six, whatever that for you out of ten is, is a good is is a good score. Six out of ten for Big Boy Stangram, that's above average. And oh, you know I, I mean? think he it's, even gave it a seven. In, in, well, that's what I mean. I think that's I was good. just he was just making the point right that if you if you gave if you give something six right, it's not awful. No, but we live in this culture where those if anything is. Like, if we dare do anything below a, a six or below, then yeah. oh no, you know, it is like, yeah. whoa, hang on, guys. Like, it's easier sometimes we- just to say I, it was fine or explain your mm. reasoning rather than saying, here's a here's a number or here's a grade for the film. Because, of course, you'll never please everyone, but um, they're, they're, especially with Star Wars fans, of which we are them, yeah, uh, we, we know are that them. It, it, we can't, uh, we won't always please everyone, but I mean. Critically, then, for the book of Boba Fett, should we have a look before we get into what the what the fans and what I can prob- probably describe or ascertain as the kind of hardcore Star Wars fans or the less casual Star Wars fans, the listeners yes. and the fans? Should we, the should, should we have a look at what the critics have said? Yeah, go on then. Let's do well, it. Um, speaking of RT, in, mate, boy. Jump, well, speaking yeah. of RT, love it over there. Everyone over there knows their stuff. Great guys, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just based on chapter one. Of course, uh, as we get further into the season, the critic and audience score will be cumulatively based on the season. But right now, uh, Book of Boba Fett sits at 83% critic rating. So, you know, eight out of 10 critics who've seen it, liked it, or assigned a thumbs up. 71% audience score. That surprises me more because I would have thought as a other way around. Uh, it would be the other way around that mm-hmm. the audience would would dig it just because you know, sometimes fans can see past the flaws and the critics can be a bit mm, out of touch as people call them they're not but 83 percent uh there's only one review though on rt i'll just quickly read it it's from a lady called loop rodriguez Haas of cinemovie.tv it's not a good one she says the space gunslinger has gone soft in the rather dull premiere ap- episode he was more of a capable warrior in the mando but he's more vulnerable in this iteration if anything, the first episode only serves up the nostalgia and not much else. So uh, the only review on there isn't a particularly very good one. But that yeah, aside, the critics seem to I, be enjoying it. Right. Uh, can I can I interject? My friend, you can always interject. Uh, this was a lady, wasn't it? Mrs. Yes. Rodriguez. Yes, Mrs. Rodriguez of Cinemovie.tv. <laughs> yeah. I will... I will say fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. But I feel like there's a lot of people that are missing the point of Book of Boba Fett's first episode. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say this. 
I'm going to say this. And mm. I don't want to labor this too, too much because some people might disagree with this because I Never. guess it is all subjective at the end of the day. That is art. But anyway, I think what we, what people aren't getting is that our boy is getting slapped around. <laughs> our boy just escaped a Sarlacc. He has this crazy acid jelly stuff all over well, his body. Is. He has walked the desert and barely drunk any water. He's been captured by the Tuscans. He's a slave and he's trying to run away and he can't quite do that because our boy has, because of what I've just said seconds yeah. ago, right? And it's like, well, yeah. He, he was more of a capable warrior in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. If we're now talking about the street fight, then I don't get it, man. The dude was against like six or seven, like or eight maybe ninjas trained. who were click clearly trained, clearly acrobatic, more so than him. Yeah, and Boba Fett's never been an acrobat. He's never been uh, like running around on rooftops and stuff. No, our boy's using a jetpack. He's shooting people. He's using a completely different skill set. The dude is an older guy as well. You know, the show's not making, you know, it's not hiding that. This is a guy who is probably also thinking, you know what? I need to be at the top of my game now because... I can't be down on the street jumping from building to building. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting past that now a little bit. I can still kill mans and do this, but maybe it would be better. Do you know what I mean? It's like, to me, it just seems like you've missed the point a little bit of, of where Boba is in his life. I don't know. Maybe I could talk more about this, but I don't want to. I don't want it to get too ranty. But and maybe I'm not even. Um, maybe I'm not even describing how I feel well enough. But mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I agree with you, mate. But I can see the point that uh, Loop is making because okay. in the in well the main ep of the episode that we really see Bo Brin, I think is what episode uh, seven of season two, maybe um, the tragedy. I, I get, look, yeah, Boba turns up and he's wrecking shop against stormtroopers who we know are notoriously bad at anything. And, you know, he looks fit as a fiddle. I get, or in terms of his fighting style, he's, he seems fairly fast and fairly agile. I, and then we see him in this episode and in certainly in the street fight, he isn't. But at the same time, like you said, in the street fight, I'm ignoring the Tuscan stuff because, like you said, he's basically half dead. Literally, he's nearly dead for most of that. Whereas in the street fight, they are completely surrounded by... Six to eight trained warriors with ray shields and stun batons. They've got nowhere to go. Yes, maybe he could have used his jetpack, like what people are saying. But that aside, there's nowhere to go. You know, there's literally no way out until our Gamorrean boys turn up. So, and then after getting electro prodded enough times, you're going to get weak. We've seen him in the back to tank already. They established that immediately. Boba needs to back to tank in a minute because he's still not fully over his life basically so so i'd get what she's saying that if you put the two side by side and said see this guy who's wrecking shop on um yeah, i know the I planet know. with you're, where baby right. was taken and then immediately show them that yeah i don't know I, I think a peak uh, uh, yeah i get it but at the same time i think there's totally different situation i you're think a lot right. of people have been sucking into the fact that the first half of the episode was boba just getting beaten up but it wasn't that wasn't boba after 
the Mandalorian. That's Boba five years before the, or however long he was in the t- Sarlacc before. That was Boba way before his appearance in Mandalorian, getting beaten up by Tusken kids, by Tusken warriors and all the rest of it. That's why he was absolutely caned because he's dead almost. Whereas in the Mando, he's more refreshed and he's going, he's only got to beat the stormtroopers. Right. And Boba Fett, right. he's got to train ninjas who have got them penned in. They cannot get out. They try, and also let's not forget, he <laughs> he shot off his rocket and almost killed himself. So he probably definitely knocked him for six as well. That's so, a good point. That? That's a good point too. It's probably had like flipping brain damage. From exactly. That. He's going to be probably like oh, I'm. Uh, I'm James Fett. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, mate. Um, <laughs> no, Boba. No, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, your name. Yeah, it's yeah, not your yeah. name, mate. It's Boba. Bob, oh, Bobby. Someone Fett. get him a tag to so he remembers. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't mean match. to make light of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Well, I do heard get that it quite a lot, though. I've heard that particular heard argument that. quite a lot, that. and I, I'm not going to disagree because yeah. yes, I can see that in Mando he seems to be a lot more supple and agile, whereas Booker Boba in the Street Fight a little less so. But you know. I had some friends, I was talking to some friends stateside about it, um, a, a family that I'm really close to. And the mum and one of the daughters were like, they didn't like it. And the dad and one of the other daughters, like, they really liked it. And I was like, why didn't you like it to the mum and the daughter? And they were like, it just felt like. It is really harsh. Yeah, this is their words, not yeah. mine. But they were like, it just felt like old people fighting. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, oh, flaming out a bit harsh. I was like, come on, give like, give Ming Na Wen like a bit more credit. Like, I thought she what was a queen. And I re- I've rewatched it since then. I was you like, no, I don't it. see it. I don't yeah, see what. No, like, I think Ming, like, I, if anything, I kind of think she still is the show in places. I like think she, she is the highlight of episode one for her character. I think she actually has more, she, 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 I don't say development, but I think she's more interesting as a, as a character in the first episode in, in present day. Obviously when we go back in time, that that's, you know, Bo, that's, this is our boy Boba's, but, um, what's I, crazy I, is what's crazy is right. Is this goes both ways. Okay. And I'm not sure what to make of this because we got a comment on Twitter from mm. UltraNerd2000, okay? And he said, intrigued, this is obviously about the first chapter. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Of course we're talking about that. <laughs> like, intrigued, but overall felt a bit mighty morphing Boba Fettin to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So what's that? Is that too much action? <laughs> I don't know about like- maybe to do with the visuals as well, which I know we're going to mention, but I think oh, maybe, maybe right, it's just like yeah, the maybe. setting, the scenery. I don't, I, I, I mean, if, uh, the only person who'll be able to tell us more will be Ultra Nerd 2000, and we'd love to hear uh, an elaboration on Follow that. But I'm, I'm guessing right. it might be the, the action as well, because famously in the Power Rangers, the action is very stilted, it's very stunted, it's very choppily edited to make it look like they're doing more than they actually are. But um, mm. but I, what, I, what I thought, what I got from the book of Boba Fett is Boba Fett is himself. Yes, he's cool. He, he, we've seen him cool. Now let's see him on the other, let's see him getting beaten up a little bit. So when he clearly rises, ascends by the end, we're like, yes, look at the path he's taken from where he's come from episode one to where he is in episode seven. I want to see Boba get, um, get it handed to him a few times. Cause otherwise it's boring. If, if, if your hero just wrecks shop all the time, it's but like working Mando, Din Djarin gets whooped about all over the place. Well, and it's great. This is the thing, isn't it? Is the, 
I, people people were like, oh, you know, in the first chapter of Mandalorian, he he walks in and the dude is just an absolute boss. He you know yeah. takes out that guy, and it's like, well, yes, he is. But he also, he's not perfect. He's flawed. You know, he struggles with the, like, what is kind of like the wild horse thing where hmm. he tries to mount the blurg and he needs help, yeah. outside help. And, you know, there's, but, you know, it's not quite as um, blunt as Boba Fett, where Boba Fett really is kind of down in the dumps. But it's di- it's just different. But we're going to have those similar experiences where Boba has highs and lows, just like Mando, like what you just said. And so, flawed heroes, mate. That's what you want. Mm, they are flawed heroes. It but it I, much don't, more I don't know. I don't, they, with some of these comments, I was like, yeah, I think. Listen, because I will say this: I do think the first chapter of Mandalorian is stronger. Um, it's certainly more memorable. Personally, I, I for, think it's, it's for more me. memorable. I think, um, obviously the way it ends, not just with our boy Grogu, but the, the, the shootout, um, in order to get him with the Raiders is, yeah, it's a big, it's a big set piece. Uh, and obviously the opening with our boy in the bar, like the whole Western saloon doors. And you know, the first thing he does is like, he beats those patrons up and then slices that guy in half. And it's like, yeah, oh, this, not only is this guy mean business, but damn, I wish I was him. You, right. you know, you're immediately sucked in. This show set itself out to be different. It's a bit, I don't want to say mature, but it's a, it seems to be grittier. I hate that word. Um, maybe not a necessary, it's obviously going to be for kids, cause, but, this, cause, but it was a 12 plus. So I think it's setting its stool out. It's slower. It's more methodical. We're going to see the hero get beaten up a bit more, maybe than we're used to. And I think they're just going for a different vibe with this because of maybe the reputation of Boba over the 40 years that people have grown up with him. Maybe the audience wants to see a different side. I don't know or a different tone, but um, I, I agree that the first episode of Mando was, was more memorable for sure. Yeah, I think so. And I think we haven't done this yet, but I think if we put a poll out asking people what oh, they man. think is more memorable or what they preferred, I'm going to guess that they're going to say Mando. I, I, but again, it's going to be hard to compare to Mando because that was the first. That is that is a lot of people's baby, isn't it? That's the we had no born. idea what was coming as well. It's the firstborn. <laughs> yeah, it's the favourite. <laughs> now we've got a ton of messages to go through too, right? We've got loads of cool opinions that have mm-hmm. come in from people around the world, which is great. Um, Matty Bush, should we dive into one of these messages? Do you think? Mate, please, please. Okay, should we go for our boy Luke Winchester? Oh, he sent in boy. this cheeky voice message. Hey guys, um, I really enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was a real great sort of tone setter um, and sort of a hint of things to come. Lots of things in it were foreshadowing, I get the feeling. Um, but for me, there was one key theme throughout the entire thing, and that was struggle. Um, straight off the back, the flashbacks and sort of the atmospheric scenes of the palace and stuff. Uh, the, the flashback to like Camino made me think about uh, sort of the uh, existential crisis that he, we saw he had in the Clone Wars, being a face of one of thousands of the same. Um, and then obviously at Geonosis, the struggle to deal with the death of his father and everything that meant for him. Um, and then we had the huge set piece that we've been waiting years to see um, in crawling out of the Sarlacc pit, and it was like a 
a real poignant physical struggle uh, to get out of there and they really made a, a big deal of that I've, I loved this, the scene uh, I've seen people complaining that he's too vulnerable there but for me like that was so on point um, and then of course the ordeal that he ex- experienced at the hands of the Tuscans like more and more struggle because like even in the brief parts that we see at the present part of the timeline there were silly little parts of struggle so like uh, there's conversation with the Aqualish like he, they accepted money off him and they have no idea what he said like I get the real feeling has to come back to bite him in the ass. Um and the awkward conversation with the former Trandoshan boss uncomfortable uh, before that Major Domo guy came in and was just like the politest level of disrespectful and rude that anyone could be possibly um, so yeah I, to me there was a lot of vulnerability from Boba in the episode Um and I think that that vulnerability is just, you know, trying to let you know that it's going to be a challenge for him to maintain the other syndicate's respect. Um, but all the flashbacks it keeps going to, you know, at the end of the episode, you saw him be victorious, you know. So, um, but I like this idea that Boba's idealistic and wants to rule with respect. But I just get this feeling that, like, the further the season goes on and the further he has to reach for victory, he'll just descend to violence. Um yeah but yeah overall really loved the episode and really looking forward to next week all right cheers bye oh wow you know i'm so glad um we've heard from lukey boy because what a beefcake because that is just such a good message man like Mm -hmm. i'm really really i think there's some great points made in there, especially with the vulnerability bar struggle and and vulnerability I think that's something that, and I think you've kind of hinted at this, Matty boy, maybe people expecting something else. They're expecting our boy Boba to come in strong from the start. Pow, pow, pow. I'm the bo- I'm boss daddy now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, next week I'm book of Boba Fett. And well, he's going to be doing the same thing again, I suppose, isn't he? Like just shooting exactly. down falls. And it's like, well, you have to start somewhere. If we're going to be doing a story, if we're going to be having a Boba Fett story, we need to start somewhere. And I always think behind someone's mask, there is always going to be a human. And and that's the thing is like, well, that's always the case, isn't it? That is always the case. And it doesn't mean people have to stay masked or unmasked. You know, that's that's up for the that's up to the creators. And by the end of this series, well, I suppose we'll have that discussion on whether this was worth the journey. But right now, if we're gonna do it, let's do it properly. And I think if we're gonna take the mask off him and we're gonna learn about this character, then starting with the vulnerability, starting with kind of look boba's down here and he needs to work his way back up i think that makes a lot of sense right yeah and i don't know i don't know Uh, luke boy made some good points with that and again a favorable a favorable review yeah right another lukey boy oi 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 oi. no i think no you're right i I liked that i liked seeing the struggle and the vulnerability because it it will make the rise when it happens the ascendancy of boba even sweeter but this is called the book of Boba Fett. It's almost like chapters of his life. I'm bashing my hands together. No, I like I it. We, we need to bash our hands together more. We I need think. to do that. This is how I see it now. Now, like, the book of it's almost going to be chaptery, not his life, because I, I don't need to go back and see him like doing errands with Bosk and that between Empire and Jedi. I need to see that. But you know, the major moments of his life, we've seen part of it now. When he got out of the Sarlacc pit, I for one was glad that they just 
glossed over it. He, he he took oxygen. He punched a hole. He burned his way out. He got out. Me too. End of. Don't need any more. Me than too. That. I know other Me people too. weren't as pleased, what, but what was, more is there? Exactly. What more is there? Like your dude is your dude is going to just be climbing around, slimy intestine. It's you know, like okay. It's no, it's pointless. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I think it's just because it's one of those, like the Kessler run. It's kind of this fabled thing, and then when it's done, it's almost like, oh, that's not how I thought it was going to be. But fair dues. But no, I think what Luke is saying is correct. The struggle and vulnerability throughout the episode it humanizes the character. That isn't for everyone. But like you said, behind the mask is a face, as a person, as a human. Are they just a reckless killing machine, or is there something more to them? Are we going to see uh, some kind of change? Me, I like to see. Like development within a character. When we met Boba, he was just a goon. He had, he's just a faceless goon. No disintegrations. He looks cool, smashed into the Sarlacc pit. No time for him. Now we've seen him in Mando. We've seen him come back. He's all about honour. You know, that dead arm was my father's. And uh, he's very much about code and honour. And now in this, we've seen how he, we're going to see him come to uh, terms and come to be one, at one with the Tuscans as well. So we're going to see that. And he wants to... Uh, he wants to rule with respect, blah, blah. So we're seeing a, a change. Doesn't mean he's going to be the good guy. Doesn't mean he's going to be, um, you know, giving, uh, kissing babies in the crowd and taking selfies. No. Right. He's just made, <laughs> he's just got a code. We saw it's that in Mando it. that he has a code, you know. Come here. You, come here, little you, baby. <laughs> come, here. come here, baby. Yeah. I, I intend to get, uh, so he, he gave the, Mando gave the armor back. Boba said, well, because of that, I'm now indebted to you. We'll get the kid back. You know, we've seen Ooh. he's got, a code of honor so i'm happy with that i don't you know that's i know some people want to see him be dark gritty and r-rated but it ain't never going to happen i like this and i know i don't speak for everyone but lukey boy uh winchester i'm on your side here my friend i think um as a review yeah mostly positive they're going back to the existential crisis on Camino about his face fit in a million others uh, and obviously dealing with geonosis and the death with father we mentioned that on the recap about how we're now seeing how Boba's the scars of his life are coming out now. I think that makes for a much more interesting show than just let's just have a new Ooh, crime lord each week, which he's got of to off. His life are coming out now. I like that. Come on, man, because otherwise this is going to be a new crime lord each week. Let's dispose of them to prove that I am the big daddy. We, I want more struggle. I want more Fennec, and I'm a happy boy. But I think that's <laughs> a, I think that's a good shout there, my friend. And he mentioned the flashbacks as well. Now mm, on the recap mm. show. One of the things which I had no idea about and I was so interested to know was what did the wider audience, the fan base, think of the flashbacks? Because mm. I reckon, oh, no, I could be wrong here, at, well, at least 75%, at least maybe less, maybe more, of the episode was flashbacks to Boba getting out of the Sarlacc pit and his struggles and times with the Tusken Raiders. Now, I wanted to know, do people like that? Is that going to annoy people? Because, it, you know, it, it was that slow or more atmospheric psychological burn rather than the present day where it's all action and disintegrations. Um, I didn't mind that. But Lukey Boyd, again, just for the listeners, flashbacks, were you as much of a fan of those? Or do you, were, they, were they too long for you, too many? No, I, I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. And I think, again, it makes sense. You know, I do, I do think with watching the episode back again, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, the, the show doesn't flow as much, and I felt myself gravitating more toward. And I think maybe this is where we differ. Um, maybe I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not even sure in my own opinion. But <laughs> to be frank, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I think I do prefer the present timeline 
mm-hmm. as opposed to the flashbacks. I, 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 I'm more interested in what's going down in Mos Espa, the present, as opposed to, well, this is Boba escaping the Sarlacc and really how he gets how he gets to that point in the Mandalorian that we know. Yeah. Right? Where it's getting that armor back um, and having that moment in uh, season two. But... Yeah, I, 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 I'm a bit indifferent about it, mate. I'm not sitting there and going the flashbacks. Oh my days, mate! They like <laughs> saved Star Wars. I don't feel like that, and I'm not sitting there going, I hate the flashback. Does that make sense? And yeah, sometimes no. that's that's not always a good thing when someone's indifferent about something. Some people say that's uh, worse than being hated, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's about something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you dirty boy well i, I don't I know mind them. I, I don't know it, it what what do you think about the fact because i think they're important tools and i think the way they were used were really what really good i think they were really good but i'm not sitting here and thinking that's the highlight of the episode for me lads uh, yeah. maybe i'm being maybe i'm not explaining myself too well what do you think no i know i know what you mean mate uh, on second viewing i did notice some more but i i liked them because i liked what they stood for and i liked the deliberate pacing of them and i do think we need to flesh out a bit of boba otherwise he escaped from the sarlacc pit and now here he is turning up in mando just standing on that cliff waiting for mando to go past with his armor it's like finally i've waited here five years <laughs> there is my armor so i think we need to have some kind of back um backfill there but i wanted to know what other people thought we've got two short voice messages one from my boy john burke the statesman uh, and another from aaron from the uh, the the wonderful voice of the chosen one podcast here's what they had to say specifically about the flashbacks so i didn't love the flashbacks in the book of boba fett partly because i feel like it's a systemic problem within the star wars cinematic universe and television shows is that they're unwilling to let go of the past um we look at Marvel and they continue to move forward where here Star Wars we rely on the old to convey meaning for the new. We are unwilling to walk away from the Skywalkers and all those events on Tatooine and while yes Boba Fett was a part of that it still just shows Star Wars isn't willing to move on and move forward. Hey guys, thanks for the chance to give my point of view on the flashbacks from episode one. I was super surprised at how much of the episode was made up of flashbacks and how quickly that we jumped into them. And the style of them being based around his dreams is also a great move in my opinion as it narrows our attention to his perspective only. Which unfortunately leaves out some details but it then begs loads of questions which we can then speculate on and have a little bit of a head canning uh, debate about. One of the questions I was asking, why is he dreaming about this stuff? Is he filled with revenge? Is there remorse? And uh, based back on the very opening couple of seconds we got, will Windu show up? And who's that biker gang? And do they have anything to do with Talon Card? I know I'm looking forward to finding out. I'm sure you guys are as well. There we go, big boy. Two voice messages. One, not a fan. The other... They enjoyed it and they liked, but also, you know, these were just from Boba's point of view. Are we, you know, could they alter, could they be altered from somebody else's? And my boy Burke, uh, who I discussed with this at length with him, uh, sort of, and I, and I, I do agree with what he's saying with a caveat. Uh, obviously by saying, obviously with using the IP of Marvel, for an example, they are always moving forward when they go back to reference things. It is to further the story because it's always going forward towards the next uh, moment in the timeline. That is very correct. And that I cannot disagree with. Star Wars does always seem to have to go back or rely on what came before in order to seemingly get people back in again. But my 
a flip side to that was with with Marvel is whilst the films aren't always released in a canonically linear narrative so you might they might release a film and you know you might have to it might be one or two films back in the timeline they for me they do generally feel like they're always going forward um whereas star wars has you know they they're, they're releasing in the next few this year you've got boba fett which was released five years after jedi kenobi which was released 10 years after revenge of the sith it's it's kind of more to do with the schedule of when things are put out obviously marvel is they are always looking forward because they're moving towards their next phase. Star Wars, certainly with the TV at the minute, and I guess with the upcoming films, is more so, well, we're doing a series of Boba Fett, and this is where it is in canon. We're doing a Andor and a Kenobi. This is where it is. They're not releasing things canonically uh, in a, like I say, linear timeline structure. It's not, you know, not releasing one thing after the other, and they flow into each other. So that may be why that is. I get wow. exactly what my boy is saying. Whereas um, Aaron... He liked it. He liked the fact that we were filling in some of the blanks, but also it left more questions to fill in. And the fact that we also had to go back and answer some of these questions, because otherwise it is just Boba Fett fell in the Sarlacc pit, came back in Mando. They ain't going to bother answering those questions. Here he is. So differing points of view there, my man. Disagreeing, agreeing. Where, where, where are we at? Well, Johnny boy, when something's this good, you know... You don't always need to look forward. <laughs> you don't always need to look at a phase. You know, when something's that good and it's been around for 40, 50 years, you know, mate, I'm telling you, sometimes it's fun just to play in that sandbox because it's so good and it's here to stay. Let's see if people will still be saying that in 40 years about Endgame. Um, that's the <laughs> test, mate. That's He's the off. test, yeah? Come on. Um, well, it's true. It's true, man. <laughs> oh, Come boy. on. And it's also, it's part of Star Wars' identity. George said, this is going to be the middle. I'm going to go back and do prequels. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, he said, oh, it, originally he said, I'm going to be doing 12. Um, but we've got nine at the moment as a core skywalker saga um and i don't know i just think they're again it's easy to fall in the trap and i'm very much guilty of this it's easy to fall in the trap of star wars versus marvel and you know this versus that and um i don't know I, i i think it's a slippery slope actually and it and and star wars is going to come off worse when we do that because they're they're completely different they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're so different. And I know I say this a lot, but they are. And um, I, let's not make Star Wars content for the sake of Star Wars content. Let's not do that because with, with, with the comic book stuff, with Marvel, you can do that because that's what their source material did. Their, their, their worlds lent to this kind of weekly comic book issues being released right weekly content and on with tv and film it can translate to that you know it can translate to that you can get away with releasing maybe three or four films a year you can't do that with star wars Mm -hmm. so when it is more eventful then yeah you can do retrospects it's almost like saying you know with a podcast not going back and deep diving into into a scene in phantom menace now let's always move forward well Okay, that works for some podcasts and might not work for others, right? If you're just a news-based podcast and you're always looking forward, then yeah, fair enough. Storytelling doesn't need to be restricted to just a forward narrative. You know, you you know that's the uh, same with Tolkien, with Middle Earth, same with 
loads of things. You, you can, if it's really good, you can go back and explore things differently and go and see new things. Go and uh, that's what I'm getting at. But mm-hmm. I would very much like to uh, chat to John about this another time. Maybe this would be great to for for a roundtable discussion because i do think on as a caveat to that just to challenge kind of myself a little bit more because i'm getting in my feelings because i'm a salty star wars fan <laughs> and you're talking about my baby right here you know um it's just how it is it's just how yeah. it is johnny you know, boy can I'm, talk he's, he's he's my boy uh i know he's my, he, he's, my, he's my other boy he can talk and i think it would be an interesting discussion to pit your wits together well he's an absolute darling i know that so i'm sure it'd be really good but I, you know, I think, I think it's, um, I do think there's a good point here with, well, Star Wars is bigger than the Skywalker saga and, <laughs> you know, we need to mo- look forward. And I do agree with that. Um, my argument there is that that's not necessarily the job of the TV shows. If <laughs> that's the job of the saga films, that is the job of a cinematic film. Um, and so I think for things post the skywalker saga let's wait for the films and then the tv shows to fill in i i i think that is a formula that works because one thing with marvel i think is going to be a mistake in the long run in the long run maybe because it's early days yeah this new phase four stuff this is Mm -hmm. all early days i think it's going to be an uphill battle for a lot of marvel and for the marvel fans because i think a lot of people won't have watched Loki. They won't have watched Wonder. A lot of people have, but not not most. You mm-hmm. know, Mandalorian's a bigger show than all of those Marvel shows. Fact that you know that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I think going forward, narratively, if you're saying, "Oh yeah, you have to go watch this whole series to understand what's going on." in this phase and for that reference and for this and oh i don't know i think i think you need really for that for that core narrative fi- cinematic films i'm going off on one i loved aaron's voice message by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah nice one aaron no yeah what aaron was saying as well um was it, it, that's an interesting perspective that i haven't thought of was that yeah the flashbacks were great for me because they helped set up the character and they set up the timeline and where we are in the world but yes, they are only from Boba's perspective. So this is this is what he remembers. This is this is his recollections. Now maybe they are exactly as they ha- as they happened. They probably are. But you know, it, it, further down the line in the next six episodes, if we do get more flashbacks, maybe there will be a discrepancy along the way somewhere, which is a uh, which leads to a plot point or a flashpoint somewhere along the line. Uh, mm. If they don't mm. do that, fine. But it does set up an interesting discussion of you know. Is it the the unreliable narrator here, or is because you know Bobo is clearly in a bad way? He needs a back big to tank, a back to yeah, he needs to, a to survive. back to tank and twilight healing baths. Twilight healing baths. He needs that as well, and he seems to be quite <laughs> taken by Garza Thwip as well um, in the sanctuary. So uh, you know Bobo's Bobo's loving it. His time as a crime lord, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested. It's a good point though, mate. In, 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 they can always look into that more, and they, obviously they've written the show now. But it would be fun if maybe Bobra is just, you know, being a bit cheeky, a bit filthy, a bit naughty with his recollections. But you see, so there's two um, flashback thoughts that went down quite well. We've got a couple of other socials. Uh, Nada Maktari, what a queen, what a legend, what a what a wonderful person. We met her at MCM Comic Con, didn't we, mate? She's an absolute darling. Um, yeah, she said. Think it's a brilliant start. Was rewatching it today, and the shots are good. Uh, I mean, Nada, 
You could even say, if you really wanted to, that they were. Oh. So good. <laughs> I think that's obviously <laughs> what you meant. But uh, she, she went on to say, loving the Shand and Fett banter, I want more. Nothing hit harder than the episode two flashbacks straight away. And OMG, that Sarlacc scene, Sarlacc scene gosh, it was epic. So, Nada... Mm. Big fan of the flashbacks for episode two with Camino and Geonosis and going, and obviously the flashback to the Sarlacc scene as well, which I do think was good. So, uh, on the whole, Nardo was a big fan of the episode, but the flashbacks went down well with her too. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a lot of love online for the episode two, like yeah, Camino boy. and Geonosis. Uh, apparently that was, um, unused footage. Right, okay. From episode two, apart from the close-up on the helmet. Right. And you kind of have the reflection in there. That is new footage. Right, so that's... Because if you... It's not a direct take of the Attack of the Clone scene. It's Mm -hmm. it's slightly different, like the angle's slightly different and whatnot. But it is, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, it's it's not just the exact same scene. It is... Something we've not seen before, which is pretty cool. Uh, our boy Dave Dunn, yeah. local boy, local boy. Huh? Local no, boy I'm not huh? good at it. There we go. Thank you, mate, boy. Um, he said, caught it twice now, was a tidy opener. Got the stuff we all anticipated out of the way and sat us up ready for six episodes of what I hope to be pure filth. Yes. Oh, what a, what a lad. Uh, love the Camino flashbacks. Short and sweet on the Sarlacc escape and set up the flavor of the series. Job done. Solid eight out of 10 for me. Um, I like it. Once again, it, a nice score, by the way, Dave. Nice and one, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think it does set up a really nice flavor. I think it does set up a really nice flavor. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. Like I said in the recap, I think there's a lot of weird stuff. In this episode, <laughs> lots of very Star Warsy things and aliens and flavors, and it's like, oh, for for, for me, I'm just I'm still sitting here, Matty boy, thinking, man, Wednesday, oh mate, right, right, just like Wednesday morning, just got to hold out a little bit longer, and it's Wednesday morning. Two, I've got that in the back of my one. head, and I think, well. Chapter one's obviously done its job then, hasn't it? For me, for me, guys, mm-hmm. for me. So, oh, the fact that yeah, you though. and Dave get well soon, Dave, by the way, you big hunk. Um, the fact that is you, we're excited for episode two, uh, is it's done its job, whether it is as remarkable or memorable as uh, any other season open, doesn't matter. We're ready for it. And I think what Dave said, we touched upon on the recap as well that they've it was very expository the first episode. Does that mean that the next six are going to be a bit more forward thinking in terms of the present day? Possibly, because we've got the big questions out of the way now. Where's he been? Well, we've, we've seen where he's been. We're, we're all, I think we're going to see more of the Tuscan flashbacks just to fill in a bit more time. And we saw the Sarlacc escape. That's done. Bish, bash, bosh, yeah. a bit of nosh. Yeah. All gone, mate. So that was, um, I think I'm, I'm glad to see those out of the way. So the flashbacks, for the most part, fairly well, uh, received as well um another one i kind of mentioned as well was the ending i thought the ending was fine i think the problem is that the our boy robbie bobby rodriguez had said you know we're going to get massive surprises every episode is littered with like big surprises this is from the empire episode um <sighs> magazine article yeah and i think it set a lot of people up so when i'm watching the episode i see the end of it i see our the tuscan chief give boba some water as a sign of respect uh, and as uh, a sign of uh, appreciation inclusion whatever and i'm thinking okay good it 
I must admit, when it did fade to black and the credits come on, I was taken aback by the abruptness of it. Like, oh, okay, that's it. But I didn't hate the ending. I didn't just dis- dislike you, it. But first thing I thought you, was, mate, people are, I yeah. think people will be disappointed because it wasn't some that. big reveal. You said that. You said that. Do you mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest things here? Like, are we are we expecting a huge reveal, a huge thing, a huge moment from every bit of Star Wars content? Like, I, you know, are we as the audience like unreasonable in expecting that? In ex- you know, because when you think about it, because I know what you mean, I, I, I'm 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 agreeing with you, and maybe that's part of what I'm saying at the start of the episode. And when I saw the recap, I was like, "There's something missing from this. There is a magic, yep. a je ne sais quoi." Maybe this is what I'm talking about. Is it? that the end doesn't punch you in the guy, doesn't punch you in the face with anyth- with with much. It's more like, oh, right, so he got his water. He's earned a bit of respect from that tribal Tuscan leader. It just right. ties up that Let's strand see nicely. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing I said. Here's the thing I said. I don't think I said this on the recap, but I've said this maybe to you or to, to uh, friends, whatever, talking about Book of Boba. Um, do you know what? Matty boy, I think it might have been a good idea to have released the two first two episodes. Uh, yep, just for my appetite. This week, great, but I think you're right, mate. This week, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, if you're right. release one on the Wednesday. Do what they did with Mando, one on the Wednesday, one on the Friday, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it I would have with. I mean, the buzz is there. I think, but I mean, I, I don't know if it's still around. I mean, I've been online and I'm seeing, I'm not seeing an awful lot about the Book of Boba Fett too much at the minute. But I think a Wednesday and a Friday first week i think we would have seen more buzz mm. maybe just that second episode may have helped just that wincy bit for that punch that people are looking for we'll see i suppose <laughs> yeah. sure but uh yeah mm, mm. did you want to dive into any more, more any more of these reviews these critic stuff because i know we talked about rotten tomatoes like what do you think or are we done with the critics um, well, we don't want to bash I mean, them too much, do we? Your we lot. don't like, care about those. <laughs> you guys. and your we, lot, them lot. Well, Metacritic, which is seen as kind of like the 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 the, the cream of the critics, gave us a fifty nine weighted score, which in in real terms isn't great. It's not great particularly. Um, it's it is average scores. It's an average score, but these are coming from the the major publications and the most respected critics in the galaxy. Obviously, they've offered it to me, but I've turned them down many times. But um, and of it course. was yeah, there was it was made mainly mainly middling reviews that were on there. There was um, I mean, Collider gave it the biggest, the most positive score, whereas like the AV Club and Movie Nation were were very much against it uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes which is a more uh, diverse selection of critics like ages backgrounds or whatever 83% Metacritic which is more discerning if you will if I should be so bold 59 mm. so mm. I, I and I, when it comes to films even though I love my RT a Metacritic score so if you really want to you really care what the critics say sometimes Metacritic when it comes to certain films can be more of a accurate barometer but 59 is what i would expect from the uh, the more the creme de la creme of critics which is you know it's fine which is pretty much what they're saying the first episode is fine now let's see where that sits after 
after seven episodes, of course. And if it still sits there, then fine. I think it, there's, there's going to be fluctuation there. But I think the mo- for, certainly on me- if in terms of Metacritic, it was very much down the middle. RT, a little bit more positive apart from Miss Harsh's review. Metacritic, slightly more middling for, uh, in terms of the overall. Am I right in saying that with a lot of critics and like what you're saying with the creme de la creme of critics and mm-hmm. kind of that that film critique culture mm-hmm. that there is maybe a wee bit more criticism around popular culture in yes. general, right? Yes, so including Star Wars. And I mean, that's reflected yeah. in that culture when we think of, let's say, award shows. Yeah, um, very much so. Right? Yeah. The, 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 these kind of IPs are snubbed a lot because – they are pop culture. So that's probably worth keeping yeah, in mind too, isn't, right? Isn't always mm. looked too highly upon uh, for whatever reason. Again, I don't think that the Rise of Skywalker should have been up for best picture necessarily, but um, there are times when there are sci-fi films, there are uh, a horror film, a superhero film, which maybe is deserving of more praise, but is never going to get it due to the genre of which it falls in. So yeah, th- th- that is an accurate statement. Mm. Right. So that's worth keeping in mind there was a crazy review on the new york times um (laughs) well i say crazy but you know like like with what i'm saying a lot tonight it seems like uh everyone's entitled to their opinion but it's like i read this review on the new york times by uh mike hale and it's like the dude didn't quite get Star Wars. And I know loads of people. The reason I actually, I admittedly, I found out about this review was through Twitter because loads of people were commenting on it and quote tweeting it and talking about it. And they were like, man, does this guy, has he not seen Star Wars? And you do wonder that, don't you? You do wonder, well, when was the last time they sat down and like watched Star Wars? Well, they, but they probably didn't. They're probably, because mm-hmm. they're, they're not us. They're not doing deep dives and why the Jedi were wrong in the prequels yeah. and, you know, the Japanese influences of the last it's, Jedi episode. Uh, you know, they're not doing that. They don't care about that. And that's fine. That is more than fine. But someone was saying that, um, what was it? A, the, the, this is the last sentence in the review. A Mandalorian is more interesting with his helmet on. And it's like, well, that, that you've missed the point of not just Book of Boba Fett, which again, we're reserving that whole idea, that whole premise till the end of the show. You kind of have to, we have to wait and see if it's worth it for Book of Boba Fett. But looking at the Mandalorian, actually kind of the whole point of the Mandalorian is that he's more interesting because there is a human under there. Mm -hmm. There is someone who isn't just a maskless villain, a masked villain you know on screen or hero it's more interesting that you're like well he's masked but we're we're gradually getting layer by layer of this character the difference is this book of boba or boba fett in this case is a character we've known and kind of loved for 40 years yep so now we are getting to know his character people have 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 asked for this for generations they've done it I'd like to add they've done it in the expanded universe. We're just getting it in our canon now. And it just so happens to be live action. And I don't know. There was just something about this. I'm not going to read it all out because it is, it is a little lengthy read, but go to the New York Times. Just type in Book of Boba Fett, New York Times, and it'll come up. And uh, 
reading it, you're like, well, yeah, no, that's not quite, that's not quite it, is it? That's not quite Star Wars. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm being an old man, mate, boy. Maybe uh, I'm. Well, it, we love it, don't we? We, we, we also love, this is our baby, like I said. So, oh, we, yeah, we, we'll critique when needs be, but I also think that, yeah, I mean, um, the Mandalorian, whilst he had the helmet on, that was the, the intrigue was who was under the helmet most of the time. And that's how they set it up with Boba Fett. There's always been a mystique about him, but it wasn't, let's, let's not forget, it wasn't the book of Boba Fett that took the helmet off Boba. They mm. did that in Attack of the Clones. They did that in the Clone right. Wars TV series. I mean, it's not, this isn't new. This isn't a Disney era thing. This is George Lucas was like, Hey, point. you want to see Boba Fett? Here, here he is as a little kid saying, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, so this is, you know, mm. this is just Disney building on what George already did. Great so, point. And again, I, again, sitting on the other side of the fence. Yeah, I get it. I love a bit of mysticism. We've said on this show, not everything needs to be explained. However, mm-hmm. this is just building mm-hmm. on what's already there. This isn't, John and Dave and Robert Rodriguez and all saying, let's just strip the mystique away. It's not like saying this is Yoda's name. This is where he's from. This is why he talks mm. like that. And all this nothing like that at all. This is just, this isn't taking something which was um, sacred or sacrilege to talk to, to mm. even think about doing this is to build what was already there. So fantastic point, Matt. Uh, you know, fantastic point, mate. It, it comes down to also, mate, it comes down to the magic E word of execution. Oh, we might we get go. to the end of episode seven. You have a squeak for me. We might get to the end of episode seven and actually be like, do you know what? I agree with that guy. This, it, now we've seen Boba, what he's like underneath. I don't think he's that interesting a character, but we've got six yeah. episodes to get there. Uh, and there's a high chance that what... we might not like the second episode. Who knows? But so far, don't mind it. Right. I, I was actually going to say that. I, I, and that's what I've been hinting at throughout this main discussion is, you know, we might get to the end of this season and go, do you know what? I don't think that was worth it. I exactly. think we should have, yeah. But you know, let's give it a chance then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose as well. Again, the counter to that, and I suppose where a lot of these critics are coming from is well for casual fans, where there's so much entertainment in the world. In the world, you know, is it worth it for them? Yeah, is watching something like this worth it for them? And for a lot of people, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think again, I think it's general, generally favor, um, favorable reviews, favorably mm-hmm. been received. Yes. Um, but there are people who do have their criticisms. Um, we got another comment here, but Boba Zoop. You know, Bo- Boba's in his name. So you'd think this, this is obviously a Boba fan. Boba Soup, uh, I think on Instagram said, the timeline just feels janky. Five years a nomad kicks TKs of stormtroopers butts and tussles with Cosca fine in Cosca the Mandalorian. Cosca is in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Now a street brawl sends him to the back to pod. I feel like the Fett in Mandalorian and in book of Boba Fett are two different Fets. And where did his snark go as seen in Mando? I can't say, and this is obviously our, our, our guy's opinion, right? This is what he's taken away from this. I can't go there and say, dude, you're wrong, but, I I don't see eye to eye with this comment. I just don't. I just think, well, he's just he, you know, he's due to human, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not robots. They're not always going to have the same response. Do you? But do you think there is actually some? Is there some truth in that comment? 
uh, there's always some truth and legends, as Soka would say. The oh. we got it's all about the kind of the Amanda and Bobra again. We're going to get that argument we kind of mentioned against mm. Costa Reeves. He started well, and then she did catch him with a spinning flying DDT, and she did start to get the upper hand. So let's not forget. And then they both shot their flamethrowers at each other. So um, he tussled with her, but it was very much fifty fifty. He got he started yeah. off well. She got the advantage. And then um, uh, Bo-Katan told him off like a school teacher. And with, and with the ninjas, right? I'm, you know, <laughs> Boba still took down like quite a few of those guys. When you rewatch the scene, like... Mm. Oh, when, when they were free of the shields he, and when, when it was a fair fight. Yeah, he still, he still takes down some guys. It's just like this one thing... I think two of them are on him and this one thing just leads to him having a vulnerable spot and this getting jabbed. So that's it. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, even, even Kylo Ren got, got a shot from Finn in the Force yeah. Awakens, didn't he? So, yeah. Right. Um, the snark, I get, okay. It's not, yeah, he's very snarky in Mando. I guess now he's trying to be, he's, he's, he's turned a new page in his book, if you will. And he's oh. trying and he, and he's maybe leaving the snark behind so he can rule with respect difference is he wanted to rule with respect he got beaten up in front of the the townspeople and instead he disintegrated someone and started to rule with fear so you know Mm. there was that side of i want to rule respect but when the time comes i will disintegrate anyone who just dares cross me so there was that as well but snark i get but this is a different fit he's trying to put himself across as some as respectful I maybe as the season goes on, we'll see that snark because he certainly mm. almost he certainly took somebody's head off almost with that um, stun baton as we saw. We you know he he brought that down and in with a plum and disintegrated that guy. So he may not have said it, but he certainly acted with a little bit of snark as he was taking fools apart um, left, right, and centre. So the the differing Mando and Boba Fett, Book of Boba characters is yet to be seen let's see where we go I, I i can see where people are coming from doesn't necessarily mean i've totally agree no, i i let's I, see I, where I, we go yeah i that's a good point i see where people are coming from but it's like but there are there are reasons for that um a guy regular listener next to the aisle says jamie not garwood. yet next uh, who jamie garwood he's a king uh he's garwood isn't it Yes, I we you know we got we got oh we got all the comments oh. and stuff. Uh, I get confused. Um, <laughs> no, Jamie Garwood. Sorry, yeah, my apologies. Not yet a page turner, but a good opening chapter nonetheless. I really like that comment and I respect it because for Jamie, it's like, well, yeah, this isn't exact. This isn't fireworks. It's just there's no spark there, and that's fair enough. You know, for, it's like falling in love. Sometimes there's just not you know, the spark for people. And when we said about the investors call, like last year mm-hmm. with all the content, we're saying there's going to be content because there's so much Star Wars content coming. There's so many stories coming on their way. Not everything is going to jump out at you. You know, it'd be almost crazy to think that everything is going to jump out. At I you. wish it did, but yeah. Mm, mm. But um, anyway, I, th- I think it's time we listen to a voicemail. What do you reckon? We've got a couple more in, yeah. Let's um, let's go to a uh, somebody who hasn't featured on the show before, um, and we're very, very excited to to have her on. We've got a little voice message from uh, from a lady called a legend called Valeria. Shall we hear it, mate? Let's do it. Hi, my name is Valerie. Um, I have been a Star Wars fan since I was about twelve years old. I am now 32, so it's been over 20 years. 
Um, I watch everything related to Star Wars, so I was really excited when I found out about Boba, the Book of Boba Fett. I actually uh, didn't really have a lot of expectations because I really, really enjoyed The Mandalorian, so I thought they were going to do the same thing with Boba Fett. Um, but when I watched the first episode, I really, really enjoyed it. They did an amazing storytelling Um It was a little fast uh, when Boba came out of the Sarlacc, uh, but it was still believable. So I know there's a lot of people that didn't really enjoy the whole episode, but I, I really did. I, I think the acting, the coloring, the storytelling was really fun to watch. Um, it's obviously not Mandalorian, it's not Mando, um, but it's still very good. I, it, You know, these are two different type of men that live in the same galaxy. So they're going to have different goals. They're going to have different stories. And comparing the two, I don't think it's that fair since they're two very separate men. Um, in my personal opinion, I feel like sometimes Mando is seen like the father figure um, versus Boba, who's more, you know, a loner, a single man, just trying to make his, his name out in the galaxy. Um, also, Fennec was amazing. Uh, where the story is going um, is really fun because this is the first time you get to see like a Godfather type of type of story, where a bounty hunter becomes a crime lord. And I think the first episode was very evident that it's not easy even to be a crime lord. And him trying to rule with respect and to and with loyalty, um, how he showed mercy to the two prisoners is something that there's still some type of moral in that code even for criminals so i'm very excited to watch it and yeah i really really enjoyed it valeria what a queen uh, valeria alvarez thank you so much for your voicemail lukey boy take it away mate I think once again, it's nice to hear the positivity. And I love the point. We mentioned this in the recap. Like you're seeing Boba still has like a line that he's not going to cross. Like he's, he could have easily yeah. have beaten the kids, the little Tuscan kid multiple times. <laughs> and he didn't, you know, and I, I noticed that in my rewatch. So yeah, it's, again, there, there's, there's a lot to love in this. There's a lot to love in this. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree again. Another cheeky voice note that I'm agreeing with. <laughs> yeah, Lukey boy <laughs> loves it. I love it. I love it. And we got should, should we while we while we're on the voice messages, should we listen to one more? Uh, yeah, I just want to shout about what Valeria said there. Is it a oh, good? Oh yeah, point? go on. No, sorry, no, no, just sorry, about where she mentions the Godfather aspect. Oh that's yeah, still, yeah, that's yeah. still to come. So this is just episode chapter one. Yeah, we're talking a lot about the Tuscans. We're talking a lot about being beaten and not beating kids <laughs> in Star Wars. But <laughs> going forward, we've got, you know, Boba wants to be a crime lord. He's got to build that empire. We're going to see that in upcoming episodes. So they, they've got a lot of the backstory out of the way. We're going to get some still. But, we're, you know, we're going to get that uh, crime lord. We're going to get that gangster aspect as well, mate. So we've got a lot more to look forward to, plus all these major surprises that may or may not happen. So we've got wow. to keep that in the back of our minds, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that is true and i you get those mafia kind of gangster vibes anyway but yeah it's it's i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes i really really again it's like that feeling of oh man wednesday can't wait 
Can't flip him wait. Uh, another voicemail, mate. Should we dive in? Yeah, we've got two more to go. So should we just get them out? Should we get them out there now for the world to hear? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, the Drum Jedi Mike. Drum let's hear Mike. it. Here we go. Thanks, Luke and Matt, and Happy New Year. I wanted to give some thoughts on the first chapter of Book of Boba Fett, and I thought the visuals were absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the montage at the beginning through Jabba's palace was fantastic, uh, along with a lot of the fight choreography and the stunt work uh, with the uh, street ninjas there. Uh, although we didn't get a huge twist like Grogu at the beginning of Mandalorian, I feel like this is going to be a slow burn and it's going to set up a lot of great episodes. Looking forward to seeing more. Thanks again. What a naughty boy. CGI visuals. The volume has been getting mm. a bit of flack recently. Again, my boy Burke wasn't a fan of the volume because he said that the lighting looked off. I've seen people on the Discord server, we'll give the details of that later on, yep. have said that the lighting looked off and the volume was showing a few deficiencies. Uh, and I know you had some uh, comments on that as well. But were you thinking about that? Because I hadn't actually, generally, hadn't noticed it in the first right. episode. I don't know, I, and I think I said, so I was talking to, I think it was Matilda and Emily Bonner about this. So Matilda Backland and Emily Bonner, um, I think it was on Instagram. I think it was on Instagram, but Matilda and Emily had been talking about this anyway. Um, so they've been catching up about Book of Boba, but they were like, yeah, after watching Dune, you know, um, I, I thought this CG on this was like the visuals and the volume was really ropey, like with the sat, like the desert environment. And I was like, listen, I can't lie. I didn't notice that. And I thought maybe, and I, and I, I even rewatched it, mate, but this was bear in mind while I was in hospital, right? So I watched Book of Boba. I watched this chapter for the first time on my laptop screen, which mm-hmm. is, I, I'm not, pulling like a big flexi but it's 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 not an awful laptop screen it's a good little laptop screen it is however just a laptop screen so it's tiny right it's 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 pretty small it's not like a full-on tv so i was like am i missing something here i rewatched it on my tv since returning home and i and 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 there are moments where i'm like okay i think i see what you mean however however i really had to look for it I really mm-hmm. had to look for it. So it didn't stand out to me as, oh, that looks a bit ropey. Do you know what I mean? And I do that a lot with other things, but there were moments for me, it just, I thought it looked pretty cool. The only other thing that I've seen things for online is the creature, the monster. Harry Housen creature. Yep. Yeah, the Ray Harry Housen inspired thing. Now, I'm sure there are some people to, 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 to call a spade a spade they just don't get that it's a tribute to that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, looks a bit weird, looks a bit ropey. And it's like, yeah, but it's 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 meant to look like <laughs> it's meant to look like. And again, maybe that's not a good decision, or maybe it is. Depends on your point of view. I thought it was dope. I think it's cool that you've got a creature in there that's obviously a tribute to the guy who pretty much invented special effects for creatures. But mm-hmm. but then again, I can see how maybe that is deserting a part of the audience. Maybe that's alienating. Sorry, is maybe a better word, part oh, of the cool. audience. Oh. Yeah, no, no, I think, just, I think just, you're right there. Just a, just a thought. But I think generally the effects are very good. It's just... Um, 
a few things on that desert thing. Maybe the lighting could be adjust, adjusted a wee bit. And again, if we compare this to parts of the Mandalorian, I think probably Mando does look a wee bit better. Maybe this is down to Robert Rodriguez because I'll be honest with you. I think I've said this before. I don't think Robert Rodriguez, um, his, his episode in Mando season two, I don't think his episode is the best directed episode. Mm-hmm. I think there are better looking episodes and better that have better visuals. Uh, I know a lot of people during the episode said it felt a little bit cheap, but I think a lot of that was because it was the, the where they filmed on location. It was just like one hill, essentially, but like one or two hills. So it looked very yeah. small and they had, they were limited of what they filmed on. I was just glad that they filmed it on location. So, um, uh, that, that worked for me, but, um, yeah, I hadn't actually noticed the lighting. I, I went back and looked at it again and I, I could see what I could see what, people, what, what, um, certainly my boy book was saying about it, but I hadn't noticed it. So for me, I always tried to rely on first time viewing first time. I hadn't noticed it. Now I have seen, I have noticed before that there have been discrepancies, uh, during the Mando, cause that's, that's where I've seen it most. And sometimes you just can't help it. I think that's, I don't know sometimes it's just, it's an angle or something where you can think right, that I can see there on a screen. I hadn't noticed that though in the, in the book of Boba Fett, but question for you though, my friend, before we play that last voice message, who, do, who, who does the visuals better? Come on. You, uh, you, you've done it once already. I'm putting you on the spot. The volume or Marvel hit me with it. Oh, come on. Are you joking? <laughs> I want to you wind me up. You wind <laughs> me up. Come on. The volume every day, mate. You naughty boy. The volume every day. Come on. Like, did you watch Loki? And this is the thing. There is a scene. There is like an episode in Loki where, and I'm not, I'm not out here to just like flipping rip apart Marvel. <laughs> like, cause I do, I, 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 I enjoy Marvel and I go watch the films and whatnot. You know, I go, I watch all the episodes. I watch TV show. I've been watching Hawkeye with the missus. I can't, I'm not fully up to date with it. You do more than I, I do regarding it. I haven't seen yeah, Loki, Hawkeye, what if? <laughs> I, I, ge- I genuinely do. I genuinely do. Um, but I, like there's a there's an episode in Loki where they're on this planet and it's like purple and you're looking at it and you're like bro what the hell this could have been from 1998 I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you I'm like people are out here ripping on <laughs> but I get it I get it because and again the 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 girls did say oh maybe we've been spoiled with Dune and it's mm-hmm. like okay I get that but that is a cinematic film. Yeah, yeah, like that is a blockbuster, big budget film. As like so, uh, and I think the Force Awakens of a lot of its sand shots, in particular, can stand toe to toe against Dune. That's what I mm-hmm. think. That's my opinion. There were some great shots in Dune, and no, mate, you know, it was it it it, it, it was superb. Don't get me don't get me wrong, and I think that is a lot of that is Denny Villeneuve, but. uh I don't know. I think there's a lot of good shots in Force Awakens that can really go toe to toe with it. But they, they, that's a discussion for another time. But I do think the volume works tremendously. And I, I like but, the volume. And it's only going to get stronger and stronger as hmm. the years go on and more people use it and th- any kind of deficiencies or anything like that are are spotted they can get fixed same as the deep fake technology and all that kind of stuff hmm. the, the, the more we live with it in terms of film and tv the better it will become so uh, 
as has CGI. Remember the good old days of the early CGI compared to how it is now. Obviously, there will always be times when even now CGI can look a bit uh, wonky, but um, it will only get better with time, the volume. And I, I, I think it's a wonderful bit of, uh, bit of equipment. Yeah, I think it is. And I think for the most part, it works very, very well. There are moments that it doesn't work well, like the speeder bike thing. <laughs> like what we always joke about, you know, when they're going 100 miles an hour on the speeder bikes with Cobb Van from Mando and they're talking like it's a conversation they're having at Starbucks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just stupid. It doesn't work. Um, but then again, that's not totally to do with the volume. I thought it worked pretty well. Maybe the lighting's off in a bit in, in, in a few places. I think it's a bit too brightly lit. There's There's something about it. But, um, yeah, I, I did that. It's not something that I immediately picked up on. Maybe again, I'll revisit it and I'll be like, do you know what? I, de- I can definitely see that, but there must be some truth in it because quite a few people have picked up on this. Yeah. Quite a few yeah. people have picked up on this. So, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just one of those things. Yeah. So um, there I'm we go. I'm going to be hypersensitive it now in episode two, but it didn't take me out of the first episode, so no, I'm pretty sure too. it won't take me out of the second. So, um, final message we got was uh, was from Sintel Text, who said, in terms of the book of Boba Fett, loved it. Fire emoji. Cannot wait for more. Well, dude, you haven't got much longer to wait whatsoever. And we've got a final voice message from somebody who, uh, who I've grown to see as like a big brother. It's my big brother, Sean Hudson. Let's play his <laughs> voice message regarding his thoughts on the book of Boba Fett and also the ending of that episode. Oi, oi, savaloys! Um, big Hud here. Just um, a few thoughts on Boba F- uh, book of Boba Fett episode one. Uh, really, really loved it. Um, it's it's clearly an obvious uh, continuation from the the way and um, where they filmed Mando. Um, obviously, it looks very familiar, and I think that's uh, that's a very very good thing. Um, but yeah, just a few thoughts from from me. So um, I found it really interesting, kind of in the first twenty seconds of flashbacks to when he's holding his his kind of his dad's empty helmet when he's just been decapitated and you know he's clearly going to have a deep hatred for the jedi after that yet um even when we're first reintroduced to him back in uh, you know the end of mando season two he's helping grogu um and the and the crew to get back to um get back to the jedi so whilst i'm not surprised he didn't hang around to say hi to hi to the jedi i think it's a great testament to his character that he was helping out in the first place but um yeah uh, episode one i think it sets up the series well um i really like the flashbacks i think it helped cover a lot um uh, in, a, in a quick and meaningful uh a quick and meaningful way um i think we've absolutely learned that um fennec shand is a complete goddess um but on the side of that i also like how kind of Bobber's humanity comes across so he's not some um epic soldier he does get beaten up he's getting knocked out by kids he's getting beaten up by younglings so um really really enjoyed um kind of the humanity side i think the shall i kill him from fennec could be this uh this uh, uh could be the new um this is the way so we'll see if that comes back uh sanctuary we will absolutely need to go so let's get a date in the book for that um uh I've, again i've read online uh, a few things about people not really enjoying the end of the the episode and i think it's funny it is sounds funny to say but it is an end of an episode it's not going to have to be a cliffhanger every single time and i like the way that it's almost meshing together um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi book where, you know, he's having to make a life for himself on Tatooine. And a huge part of that is Sam people. So I'm not surprised that he's kind of closed that chapter, getting out of the Sarlacc, getting up to um, holding the palace and um, the flashbacks that have shown how he's going to start making his way. But loved it. Yeah. Cheers, guys. 
Mm, very good. Very, very good. I love the comment there about Obi-Wan as well, the similarities between the Obi-Wan book, because, again, it's Tatooine, man. We're going to be seeing some more Tatooine action, mm-hmm. aren't we? You know, in a, only a few months' time. So that plays yeah. into this too. You know? But that's a conversation probably for a different episode, different subjects. But all very interesting. And, again, I think that's a positive reaction there from uh, – yeah. Big Brother HUD. There were some other negative reactions online. Uh, I, I won't go into them because some of these comments are longer. Um, Cream Trumpeteer on Instagram. He thought it was a disappointing episode. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy, Dan Cramphorn, he thought it was just lacking in places. He was disappointed with the, with the Sarlacc escape, particularly because he's part of the cosplaying community. Yes. You obviously, Dan runs uh, Joker. Um, Joker Squad, Joker. Um, yeah, Joker Squad uh, cosplaying group. Go check those guys out. But he's been waiting years for this kind of thing years for this kind of thing and he thought "Eh, no this isn't it this isn't it and we got some mixed reviews as well but generally i think a lot of people are here for this they're excited they're loving it i love your brother's energy and uh yeah i think let's get a date booked in for the uh sanctuary you know i want to go hear that latin cantina you know song that's you know i'm here for that come on Bro, I am. I am there for that. I'm going to wear my red um, Sith Stormtrooper helmet. You know, take that in, put some credits in that. Come on, but no, I'm here for that. It's a bit of me. That club was looks like a bit of me, a bit classy. You know, fine, nice establishment for me to enjoy a enjoy a. No, I wouldn't even a have a classy, a bit classy. I wouldn't even have a Kef Bees. You'd have a cocktail or something. What a classy no. guy. But, um, yeah, yeah. The, the end of the episode. It wasn't the end of the season. If that was the end of the season, fine. I get it. Go up in arms. It's the end of the episode. It's that. Yeah, it's kind of Game of Thrones led us to believe that every episode in the latter seasons, every episode's got to have something big so social media can explode every week until the next episode. That isn't how good storytelling works. Is it exciting? Yes. Did it get our juices flowing in Mando season two with Cameo of the Week and all these cool things happening? Yes. But my issue with Mando season two was it was very much Cameo of the Week. I still loved it, but it was very much like, well, let's just introduce everyone and give you know, derail what I loved from the first season. So, yeah, if if the, if the end of the season ends with Boba being given a cup of water, maybe that may not, depending on the context of the rest of the season, that may not be the most exciting, but the end of episode one, the rest of it was filth. We're going to go, we go again with episode two coming up soon. Me and Luke, we enjoyed episode two, sorry, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. It seems that the majority of the critics did, uh, seemed like the majority of the fans did, but there are some out there who are either on, on the fence about it or some who were disappointed. And Luke, that is that is obviously sad with the way the cookie crumb was. I just hope those who are disappointed, as a fan of Star Wars, I just hope that the next episode or two gets them back on side, man. Yeah, I, I, I think it will. I think it will for a lot of people, but let's see. Let's wait and see because it could suck. But that's the fun. That's why you've got to tune into our recaps to see if, you know, watch the watch the episode and think, do you know what? I'm not sure what to think of that. Come listen to the recap. We'll give you an opinion. We love it. You love it. The kids love it. So. Yeah, recap every Wednesday. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Moral of the story. <laughs> listen to us. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel, 
and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. That's right, it's the spiciest part of the Budabut Bantina, even though we have done a big Bantina, a big (laughs) main discussion Bantina hybrid. Um, No, it is the filthiest part of the show, it's the Patreon question section. Mayboy, are you ready for this filth? I am ready to rumble! Okay, alright, so Alex (laughs) Jessup is coming in strong with this patreon question alex invites us to a filth sesh filth sesh at his house and he serves us pre-drinks being biomes and the jewel star wars visions you see where we're going Mm. starters the clone wars season seven episode 10 the phantom apprentice oh oh the main The main Mandalorian season two, chapter six, the tragedy. <laughs> Dessert Ewok cunt on Battlefront two. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. What would we serve up during a filth sesh? Over to you, main boy. We're going to start with the pre-drinks. What are you saying, mate? Pre-drinks. Actually, I went along the same way as um, Jessup, the man who puts the king in Woking. Uh, in terms of visions, <laughs> I went for the village bride because it's really, for me, it's almost meditative. It's really soothing to watch. Yeah, yeah, fights and battles and all that, but the music's great. It's got a really spiritual tone to it. I think it's a nice way to set the tone. Light a few joysticks, sit down, put the village bride on, get taken away by the music, and. I think that's a very entertaining way to start my filth sesh. What would you serve up for pre-drinks, mate? Right, for pre-drinks, I'm going to say Star Wars Rebels. Oh. Twin Sons. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you- we're going in, guys. We're going in. Oh, mate. You guys aren't going to be ready. You guys are all going to be legless from the twin sons. <laughs> Is it because you're trying to tell people something? You're in the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> that's out. right. I'm like, look, if you can't handle it, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Good that's shout. That's what I'd say. Yeah, there Good we go. Shout. Start Starters, mate, boy. What are you saying? Uh, I'm following a similar trajectory, uh, and I'm going to mm. go for Twilight of the Apprentice, uh, the Star Wars Rebels Season 2 finale our boys on Moraban, we find them all, and then we end. We and then we end. You can bring out your Volavons, you can bring out your Bellinis and all that. Vader, Ahsoka, then you will die, and all that great stuff. Yeah, that naughty boy Vader on top of his Tie Fighter, wind billow in his cape, the ultimate flex. He's like, I don't even need to fly this thing. Mm-hmm. I can just stand mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like yes how many more ways can i say how many languages can i say yes in at that moment so for me before we get into the main twilight of the apprentice to really get the blood pumping lukey boy okay. serving up for a starter well for starters we're gonna get a bit crazy because yeah. i'm hoping that the twin sons pre-drinks were so good were sorry were so good 
so good thank you that um we're all having a good time and (laughs) when i do put on the star wars holiday special um we're, we're having a laugh and we're just we are just loving it we're just like what what is going on it's going to be like an enlightenment it's going to be something, alright. I'm hoping people haven't seen it, and I'm like, with the, yes, this is real, guys. I'm only going to do the first twenty minutes though because I can't handle that. I can't well, handle the rest. I was going to say, but, are we ever going to do a Patreon commentary on the holiday special? I, uh, I, I don't know. If I can do it. I don't not. know. I don't know if I can do it. I think we should do it as a group, like a huge <laughs> group of people. We get slaughtered. Let's yeah. try and get it shown at a cinema. Yes, it's cheap. It's only a hundred quid to hire a cinema. Let's do it. Let's I actually try and copy, do that. Copyright may be a problem, but anyway. Well, we'll say we're going to a cinema, and a film will be played. But yeah, we, we, we won't made say it. what. Wink, <laughs> wink. We made it. Holidays, <laughs> but yeah, and be like, oh no, it didn't work. Oh, I'm gonna have to put this on YouTube. Yeah, we've, uh, we've anyway, in the video camera, it would be the first fine. twenty minutes because I'd want people who not who haven't seen it before to be like, so does no one talk? And I'd be like, no, no one talks, <laughs> no one talks. No, it's just work. It's just Kashikian or whatever it is. It's you know, Shiri, Shri Wook. Yeah. There, there we go. Mm-hmm. Look at you, mate, boy. That's uh, right. Geek. In the deep, deep parts of my brain, I did know that. But there you go. Uh, yeah, that would be my starter. The first twenty minutes of the holiday special, up until the granddad has that interesting oh, what Facebook Meta Oculus session. So say no more. Gets, as I say, it gets weird. But I mean, mm. at what level it does, of weird yes. is it ever plateau? It gets very weird. But there we go. So that's what we're saying. Mm. Okay, okay, right. I'll dig that. Oh, right, mains. It's your main now, isn't it? Oh, it's it's my filth sesh. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. We're watching Rogue One, mate, because I like it. We're going to watch Rogue One, so we can all laugh. At, we can all we can all cheer as Jin doesn't say I rebel. We can look forward to Andor. We can laugh along with K two S O, and of course, we can all be gl- in, in. What's that word? I can't think of it, but watching intently at the fun. best third act, the fun at the best third <laughs> act in all fun. Star Wars ever. Yeah, yeah. And then um, get everyone. Everyone's a bit sad. Oh, you know, they've died. Spoilers for Rogue One. They die. Oh wow! But then we get the biggest scene at the end, and everyone's on a high. They're like, oh my god, Vader's just wiped out all the rebellion, all the rebels, and we end on hope. So at the end of the main mill, we end on Vader slaughter. But what have they sent us? Hope. We end on hope. Oh, it is so, good. Uh, and also because Guy Henry's a king. So I'm going to go, for, for, for no reason other than I like it, Rogue One is going to be my main course. What's your probably more interesting choice? Uh, no, mine is Return of the Jedi. Okay, it's the feel good. it's the feel-good film of the year every year. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's when you the get feel-good to that ending, film mate. of the year every year. Every time they're like, if they're releasing a new film and they're like, the feel-good film of the year... Be like, well, that's a lie, mate. Because yeah, not starting an ender, are they? No, that's right. Where, where be the Ewoks, mate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, that's it. Right. It is. It's just the ending, you know. It's just it's beautiful. That, that's actually the ending, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's so much in Return of the Jedi. There's so much weird stuff. 
Like, let's think about it. There's just it, there, there's just so much weird things in Return of the Jedi. Certainly in the it. special edition as well. It's <laughs> just think about Jabba's palace. Like, come he's on, that, everyone in there—the dancers, the singers, the sailboat. Um, everyone like, on that, imagine, the fact that they're uh, Ewoks. Imagine if you've never seen Star Wars before and you watch Return of the Jedi, and you're like, so Jabba, and you're like, yeah. You're like, so... He's a gangster, so... Just yeah, and you're out. like, but he just sits there, and you're like, yes, yes, that's right, this is, is Star Wars. Big slug who smokes. You're like, have you got a problem with that? Uh, <laughs> well, no. Slugs. Yeah, he's this not the gangster the image you have in mind, is it, when you think, you know, he's a crime lord, he's a gangster, and that's what no, he looks like, but... Not um, at all. And you've got Slave Layer in front of him, so it all gets a bit crazy. I mean, come I on. Know. I hear that, though. Come on. So, that's okay. what... That's my main... Okay. That's my main, yeah. It's the closest thing to a chicken tikka bowl tea, which I can't think about because I'm on a liquid milkshake diet at the moment. <laughs> you awful For the crowns. For the old crowns. So, right, your turn. Dessert, last but not least. Right. Dessert, I, this is a true story. I did have Return of the Jedi, but pre-recording, I took it out. The only reason I have Return of the Jedi was because of the ending. They all dance. That was it. But okay. I thought, that is feel good. But what I want is I want my guests to have a laugh. I wonder, I wanted to have a dessert. They're, they're full up. Let's give them something easy, a bit daft, and they can have a laugh with. So I'm going to put on the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't need to know how Palpatine returned. Just somehow he did. Look, we're full up on food. Somehow he returned. <laughs> Fine, whatever. He's just gone. You're okay. You don't have anyone's power here. What? Who's do I have? Oh, you have his. That would do. Okay, fine. So they boot you up for two films. Um, oh. No, I just, I just oh. um, the Rise of Skywalker. What I'd really have is the Lego Holiday Special. Um, so it's funny oh, I that like you have that. the holiday. I love the Lego one because it's it's a bit of fun. It's not. Uh, by it the is. way, Tross haters don't come at me. I don't mind Tross really. Uh, Lego Holiday Special. It's a bit of fun. It's set in the sequel era. So in terms of our our meal, we've gone forward as well. You know, we're not just hanging around the same timeline. We're covering every timeline here. In fact, Lego Holiday Special, mate. Bit of fun, bit of filth. Not too long. We can have a kip afterwards because we're all going to be a bit full up. But you, my friend, <laughs> what's your dessert? Right, okay. Um, I wrote down Please Just Dance trust. Star Wars. So it's funny you say dance, because <laughs> I wrote down Just Dance yep. Star Wars, but then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, that's not a thing. And But in my head, I knew what it Isn't was, because I was like, I was like, Han Solo, he's Han Solo, I'm Han he's Han Solo. Solo. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, where's that from? Because I've seen, I'm sure I've seen a video game of it. It, it happened, but it, it's I'm sure called, I've seen it. It was an Xbox 360 exclusive. So for dessert, I'm going to go down to CEX, grab myself an Xbox 360 <laughs> with the Kinect camera, and we're going to play Kinect Star Wars, where there are dance challenges on it, oh. and we're all going to dance to that, and it's going to be an absolute mashup. That's it. Oh, I'm here That's for my that. dessert. Let's go right, all, right, all around a Shea Bly for a filthy sesh. But that could actually oh, be a thing. Like if, if, if we were to like do a meet-up one day, like that, wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, mate, get the old Oculus on, get Vader Immortal and all that kind of stuff going. It'd be great. Yeah. Who wouldn't I'm there for that. that. I, uh, I might sort no. that. I've given myself an idea here, mate, actually. Um, we I'm should have a booth that. at uh, Comic-Con. So that's what we'd have. Yeah. Oh, mate, can you imagine? We'll yeah. get someone to develop a Sessions uh, VR. And yeah. it's just, it's just oh, us mate. in the pub and you get to have a drink with us, even though yeah, we're next dangerous. to you. 
Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just feeding that. you booze as you're in the VR. But that's what we'd have then. Alex, that's a quality question, mate. <laughs> well, great, great. That would be our sesh. So well, whose session would you rather go to? I imagine the Tross fans would rather now go to Luke's house, but um, it was all in jest. <laughs> so, Luke, uh, uh, Alex, thank you so much for that question, mate. As ever, we extend it to you guys. Let us know what your uh dinner party or your filthy session regarding styles would be pre-drink start on main dessert what you're serving up for us and all of the session sickhead community so thank you for that Jesse, mate and we also have one from paul buckle alex's one was sent in december thanks mate this is a the first january patreon the first official 2022 patreon question come from our boy the king of oxford paul buckle he said this so i know it's a bit early but I've just thought of a random January question. That's why we're here. If you could name a starship in a future Star Wars film, what would you call it? I like it when there are slight nods to other books or films, so I would call mine Thunderchild as a massive nod to that other sci-fi opera. Cheers again, Paul. Uh, so, Lukey Boy, you get to name a ship in Star Wars. What are you basing it on? What are you calling it? Yeah, I like it. I like that kind of tradition of of the millennium falcon the razor crest it's kind of because mm. that's what i think paul's leaning like he's not talking about like x-wing or you know anything like that yeah, we're no, talking no, about no, like no. these standalone kind of yeah um it's a brilliant question um i'm gonna do a nod to the original 1977 film um because it was released in may which is mm-hmm. spring right so or just at the end of spring um i would call it the spring anchor and the anchor being well it's the anchor of the whole you know star wars story a new hope so the spring anchor and it would be like a huge clunky ship like a really awkward looking (laughs) bulky ship and that kind of play because anchor you don't think of something quick and you know slick Nimble. and it's not that it's like more like a tractor than than a, a slick I like it corellian corellian freighter like it's a freighter but it's more like a, tr- a lamborghini tractor as opposed to a lamborghini sports car there we go oh i like it yes yeah the spring like anchor it. could the also be a pub anchor yeah, it could also be a pub. Uh, we trademark that one. Um, yeah. So the spring anchor, we've got the Thunder Child. Obviously, my first thoughts would be the Jakku Rose. I would literally name my own yacht the Jakku Rose or the English <laughs> Rose. One of the one of the two. Also, also that also plays in with uh, my daughter's part of her name as well. So there is a slight link there in the real world. But let's face Aww. it, I'm only here for Ray and Daisy Ridley. Uh, I have my well. shrine still over there. I got a, sorry, sorry, mate. I also got a dark side ray, dark side vision ray, black series the other week. So that's now adorning my ray figure next to the artwork and the. Uh, Force Awakens doll as well, so I'm getting a bigger collection. Oh, that is cool! That yeah, is cool, and I really like that figure. We still need a Ben Solo. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. it. I was like, we haven't got a Ben Solo, but I saw it. I was like, I'm having that. Uh, or if we were going to go on, if we're going to go for vibes, uh, something like the Snowhawk Snow, because mm. when I went to see the Force Awakens, it was cold enough to be snowing. I very, 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 very vividly remember Chelmsford was very cold that night, and Hawk yep. because. 
Well, you've had Falcon. Let's have a Hawk. The Snowhawk. The Jakku Rose or a Snowhawk, which would be very nimble. It would be like the Jedi Starfighters of the High Republic. This thing would be nippy. It would be a beast, except it would be fitted with more armament and weapons than those High Republic ships. But um, Spring Anchor, Snowhawk or Jakku Rose, take your pick. What would you guys name your ships? Paul, that is a belting question, actually, mate. That's a great That's question. A really cool what would you question, name your ships? Right? It yeah, is, so, is you thinking, but it's fun. Yeah, it's a really, really cool question. I like it. I'm looking forward to hearing other people's answers too. That's really good. Thank you, Paul. You sick head. Yep, Paul, you naughty boy. And you have seen us out for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode one, four, three of the sessions. Uh, slightly different format. So if you're new to the show, is this one is a slightly tweaked format because it's a little bit special because we've got some live action Star Wars. Next week is going to be back to the standard, traditional, filthy sessions structure that you've all come to know and love. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Blind. Oh, they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on social media. Just, just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the lot. Uh, drop us a voice note or a message, whatever you want, to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. That's our cheeky email address. And don't forget about our Discord server, guys. It's mm-hmm. free. It's a massive group chat. It's great. If you want to join it, just drop us a message we'll send you the link yes please do Uh, if you want to listen to us uh, on any other platform you can do we're on all of them we're anchor fm spotify apple podcast stitcher tune in google amazon podcasts all of them Uh, anywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice which now includes spotify and thank you to all those who have dropped us those big old five star reviews on spotify we're very appreciative. Don't forget Apple Podcasts either and all the other ones, podchaser.com, the IMDB for podcasts. We'd love to hear from you guys over there as well. So if you do have a spare 30 seconds, it genuinely means the world to us to see those reviews coming in because uh, it gets more listeners. It helps the show grow. means we get to speak to more and more of you absolute legends each and every week. So in advance, thank you. Dude, you know what? The Spotify reviews have been amazing. Because they've not been up long, and we've had quite a few of them come in, but we're, we're grateful for every single one of them. If you do listen on Spotify, it takes one second. Just please leave us a positive review. It helps us so much. So, yeah, just echoing what Matty Boy said there. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Robert Rodriguez, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Yeah, tell Fennec Shand. Just Fennec Shand. Now this is a podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Chica-chica. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, Luke. Luke. Yeah. Magorian. See? <laughs> like Gamorian, but, you know. Yeah, it's a spoonerism, I think. Kind of. We'll, we'll allow it. It's our podcast. Shall I'll allow I? it. <laughs> Essex-based podcast heroes...
I'm the Grand Lord now. Tell that to Country Club.